0: Welcome to something like that. My name is Nav. How you doing? How you feeling? Yes, it's time for us to bring you the final episode of 2021. Uh, for 2021, There, eh? don't have any wrong idea saying that oh, you're ending the show. No more podcasts. Well, there's going to be in 2022, but this is going to be the final episode for um, 2021 with the guests. I don't know. I might have come up with a wrap-up episode. Uh, that's if I'm not too lazy. But anyway, uh, just before I proceed by bringing in my guest, uh, please remember to subscribe, click hit on the like button button. button, subscribe button, you know, the bell thingy, whatever you have to do. Uh, do it and please share it with as many people as possible. If you're listening to the audio or podcast, uh, good. Subscribe to the channel if there's a, such a thing called subscribe and uh, also share it with many people, as many people as possible. In the meantime, my guest for today, um, I met him a couple of weeks back on uh, my other program called AEW Sessions and uh, I couldn't really have a long conversation with him because he was having his live performances and that's where I was interrupting him in between, trying to get to know him more a little bit here and there. Uh, but the good news is uh, he comes from my hometown, which is Ipo Ipo Mali, one of the best towns in, on the planet. And uh, he's going to join us tonight on the show. We're going to chat more about his music, yeah, who we see, what does he do, and a couple of other things in between. So let's bring him on board. Jay Ivaness. Hey, my man. Hello, Nev. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing awesome. I'm doing one. I'm pretty excited today, actually. It's one of yes those so rainy days. I needed to charge up a little bit. And uh, finally, I got to do what I do best, talk. Yeah, have some uh, yeah, stimulating conversations. Exactly. That's what you need, man. That's what everybody needs right now, more conversations. It's like, you know, one of those rainy days, everybody's like, you know, lazy, lazy. you know, sitting down, watching TV, they have no mood to do anything. So I got to thank you for deciding to come on the show this this particular day. Coincidentally, uh, coincidentally it is a rainy day and you're coming on board, so... I hope it's going to be yeah. charged up one.
1: Thank, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. It's interesting. Yeah, but man. first, let me compliment you
0: on your microphone, man. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I kind of like it. It's what? Well, it's socked up. It's socked up. I,
1: I, don't, I don't have a pop filter, so I
0: improvised. I used a, a colorful sock. I kind of like it, man. I kind of like it, but make sure. Yeah. I hope it's washed. It's it's clean, it's clean. <laughs> And you got you have the perfect pair of headphones uh, Is that yours yeah, or does it belong to your other half? Uh,
1: yeah, it belongs to my girlfriend I don't ah. really have headphones I have studio monitors I haven't got headphones yet So this, ah. this is the best thing for now I kind of like yeah. cute, man I kind of yeah, like I, the look down there uh, Yeah, it's it's weird You know, I got a, I've got got a sock microphone and, and kitty cat
0: headphones Okay, so you're the guest so That guess I'm not going to forget for this year, man <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
0: With reference, hey, you did not listen to the show? Yes, I did. That is a guy with the the buddy ears and all, Sarah J. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it it actually lights up if it's on Bluetooth. So it's really, uh, it's trippy, but it's not on Bluetooth right now. Oh, okay. So that's why it's not lighting up.
0: Oh, okay, good, 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 good. good. You'll be cool if it lights up.
1: Yeah, I can't make it light up because it only does that. I don't know how to work it, man. I don't know Uh, how to do it.
0: You're pretty unique, man. You're more of the tech guy. You're more of the uh. I don't know how, how do I put this? Um, just lost for words right now. Let's keep it <laughs> that. But let's get to know you, man. Uh, last we had a conversation was on AEW Sessions. We had yep. a, simple, a couple of band days, but uh, then again, it was quite brief. And uh, I felt unsatisfied because knowing yeah, that, I hey, see. you're from EPO, and I wanted to get to know you a little more from there. And uh, let's let's start off uh, with your name. Of course, we, have, we, we mentioned that Ivan S wasn't your real name, but do you really reveal your real name at any point of time? Uh, I, of course Everyone knows
1: me By my real name uh, Which is or, or At least most Most people know What my real name is like,
0: Okay Are correct. you allowed to share that In, in situations like this yeah, Or you just may, like to Maybe it
1: a Maybe in situations like this uh, You know Let them all guess
0: <laughs> Okay good but, So maybe off uh, air I'll try to find out
1: Yeah But you, do you remember Shanil from the Open Mic uh, Yes Open Mic Malaysia guy So yeah. uh, Story is like this say he, he's, he, he really thought My name was Jay Oh like for the for the longest time and then he invited me on for uh I guess the oh, what is it what is it called again it's a slot where you where you play for 30 minutes instead of 15 open mics yeah the, yeah the featured slot you know okay okay and 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 it comes with uh it comes with a small a small token that kind of thing and so he found out what my real name was and he just he wouldn't let it go man he wouldn't <laughs> let it go <laughs> I, and he I, said he said, "Why? Why would you change your name?
0: It's so nice." Oh man! Yeah, it's one
1: of those things, like you know.
0: No, I'm. Okay. i just finding out that uh, I just found out that Jay, even Jay, wasn't your real name. No, no, no not. I thought Ivanes was, was just a moniker over there, but Jay also. Yeah, yeah, the entirety. Oh man. Okay, this this is going to be a huge mystery. Like maybe someday people can just guess your name and win an album or something like that. <laughs> no, in the no, near future, man. Yeah, no, but, but you're uh, you from yeah. Epo, right? Yeah, I yeah, am, man. Yeah, how? Long, I mean, you me. still there or you just like uh, fully migrated no, to KL?
1: No, I, I work here, but I mean, I, I'm not sure what that means, like, but I, I'm based in KL, but I, I do go back. I'm actually going back in a few days to spend nice. uh, the Christmas holidays uh, because I'm off work for essentially two weeks. Nice. So tomorrow is like my last day of work. So I'm going home back to Ipoh.
0: Which to part of Ipoh are you grounds. from?
1: Uh, I- Ipoh Garden. Oh, near
0: Kinta City, near Kinta City, very near. Oh, Kinta city. okay, okay. So you get all the food area down there. Yeah. Uh, actually, Kinta so. City area. There's not much food, right? Uh, there is quite. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it's right. not that are the, the popular ones. Like, there are food, but not the popular ones, right?
1: Uh, we got quite a few but of course, the best ones are still in the town areas, or you know, like the side. The more, uh, I I don't know what to call it because everything in Ipoh to me is just nearby. Uh, yeah, actually, you know, everything you know, is about 15 I, yeah. minutes drive. Like. No, I think 15 minutes is considered to be far, you know, where, where you're from. <laughs> when, when I came to KL for the first time to study when I was 17 years old, okay. uh, I was based in Suwang, so people said, it's nearby, it's nearby. I'm like, 30 minutes is not near, my friend. And then, I, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I, I realized that in the city, it is considered
0: to be an okay distance if you drive for 30 minutes. So it's a culture shock for me. I had the same feeling when I first came in here. And you know, right. another thing that for an Ipoh boy, when you come to Kiel, you know what's another shocker? It's like you got to buy mangoes. Buy mangoes? Like Ipoh, because Epo pretty much almost, when I was growing up there, almost every house had a mango tree.
1: Oh, I get what you mean. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't I know don't, about these days. I don't have the struggle because I, I, I feel like... Uh, you know, Growing up in Ipoh You get so much fruit So you just had your fill When you come here You don't really I didn't
0: really look for fruits la, I won't lie to you okay. You know why I was pissed off Because I came here And I'd pay for mingos is like shit How did this happen man And the price wasn't exactly What yeah, I was yeah, expecting yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The second oh. thing is that The prices of, of food in general
0: Is yeah. about double Or triple sometimes oh. I can imagine ridiculous. man And Ipoh You uh, still, uh, still have some good uh, Good food Good places And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting To go, uh, make my trip down there My food trip this whole pandemic thingy kind of ruined it for the past two years. I just can't wait to go back. I discovered some new spots I didn't know that existed in Nepo when I was living there. Like what? Why didn't you I share don't know. There's thing? some some few nasikanda joints and uh, whatever. I mean, it was there for when I was growing up, but I didn't know about it. So, just what, I am Rose and all this kind of thingy. When, what, what, when was your last trip home? Oh, man, that was about three, four years ago okay so three, three years to be more precise
1: yeah okay so here's what here's what you're going, going to need to expect yeah when you go back this time around a lot of things are going to change like there have been uh Epo is looking more hip now every time i go back right i i i get culture shock really they've, yeah they've got new things popping up here and there hipster things popping up popping up here and there left and right like they're trying to i guess they're trying to modernize it a bit more. Not that it's ah, yeah, come so, on, man. You know, so you got Sinfo Tang bubble tea, you got like this ninja Z accessory shop. You have Texas chicken there. Ah, like man.
0: a Texas chicken drive through where petrol station used to be. So it's like it's weird. No, I gotta check that out man. I, I just gotta take a drive. Because for me it's like it's always been the four spots whenever I go. It's the dim sum breakfast or the old town uh, coffee that area uh, that's a compulsory thing. that the Yong Tau Fu's and the uh, nasi ganja, and um, night of course the Merdeka Garden curry mee, which sucks right now. <laughs> I have oh, to admit it. Merdeka Garden is, is very old news, man. Yeah, it's like I, I, the last time I tried it out there, I, I was very disappointed of the uh, taste of the food. So yeah, but the, the rest, uh, the rest
1: still exists, though. I won't lie. You can still get yeah. a good nasi ganja in town. You can yeah, still that's get, that's uh, the... your tim sam is, is is it just got better in my opinion? Really? yeah yeah okay. yeah they have up their game like uh, for you to get a good one now, you need to be very disciplined. you need to wake up at six you nah, need to be at true. you need to be at the shop by six thirty uh then you then you can have a good time otherwise it's just uh,
0: yeah, it's always packed that place has yeah. always been packed man even when I was growing up there. But anyway, that's uh, for those uh, yeah. from different parts of the world. If you're wondering what we're talking about, Ipoh is a town one of the, from one of the states in Malaysia, which is Perak. Perak is a nice uh, state, and it has this, the capital of Perak is Ipoh. Uh, you can Google it. Whoever's listening for it, if you're not from Malaysia, other parts of the world, please Google it and find out more about it. So just in case you want to visit Malaysia in the future, uh, go straight. Get on KLIA straight. Go to Ipoh. Don't waste your time in KL. But anyway, let's <laughs> talk about Jay, Jay, Jay. Uh, in terms of music, you have been in the uh, business for, let's see, uh, a good 5, 10, 20 years? I do years? Mm, no,
1: man. that no, Not new. that long?
0: Really? No, how new I, is I, you?
1: I'm, I'm new. I, I think, uh, safe to say 2018. That was like the fresh start. 2018, that was when I released uh, one single. That was the year that I... I religiously open mic you know okay and, and by 2019 I, I I believe I would I would have uh, you know been gigging a little bit here and there you know that was when I think I started like working here in KL as well okay
0: that's, so that's I, I think
1: 2 years is a is is a more I guess a more fair a fair amount
0: to 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 describe my tenure in, in this business. Oh, but listening to your tracks, uh, I mean, you have about two to three tracks of it. Uh, yeah. It doesn't sound like someone who's relatively new. It's, it's kind of, I watch your live performances, of course, and uh, for someone who's been like two to three years, it's like, dude, are you sure? I mean, prior to that, what were you doing?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It so I,
0: I, I spent a lot of time uh,
1: uh, practicing. I spent a lot of time dreaming about about doing this, you know? So, I haven't really been performing a lot like you know there there are some bands out there who you know it's every weekend or i think even in the weekdays you know they're busy and i, I haven't i haven't gotten to that point yet i'd love to but uh no the a, a lot of the the time i'm just either in my room like you know teenagers i spend a lot of time in my room writing every night practicing doing my best trying to get uh, uh places to play finding Places to play. I've even done free, free gig auditions at pubs in Ipoh. Of course,
0: I didn't get a job <laughs> because I'm, I'm surprised who, they, who, they had who gigs. Wanna,
1: yeah, who would want to pay you for your original music, right? It's it's yeah, it's a that's pub, a sad music. thing. Again. Yeah. So I have done I have done weird things like that, and it's so out of place, lah. You know, it's seriously out of place. But I did it anyway. So it was it was only then I was like, okay, lah. You know, go to a studio. Let's see let's see how we can play this. I was, in fact, very very uninformed
0: about how things work. But they—they they, they should be, a, they, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was a starting point of you uh, deciding to come on board and do this, right? Yeah, it was I the mean, must, must in, be, in 2018. That's that's in KL, right? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, in yeah, yeah, but Nicole, uh, prior not, to not, that, I'm pretty sure that there must be a starting point of maybe, I don't know, you played in school, uh, you played for, I don't know, some wire or something there should be a starting point right Ooh,
1: yeah the starting point okay if you want to go that far yes there, yes there is. i would
0: like to is this the best uh, part is the dirty little secrets
1: <laughs> yeah so uh i guess that was when the moniker j's be- became uh you know it-, it took formula it was 14 years old going jamming at my friend's place and i think the first thing that i fell in love with was recording uh home okay recording. It was Audacity and uh, and uh, and a sure SM fifty seven mic. Oh okay. Yeah, nothing, n- nothing more than those two things. I I, I forgot how you hooked it up to the laptop, but that was kinda <laughs> what that was kind of what started the you know that drive to you know go do this. It was it was that it was that SM fifty seven and Audacity on the laptop and a tiny little 10 watt Marshall amp. You know, you've seen those, it's very portable. It's not even meant it's not even good for busking, it's only meant for practicing. <laughs> Yeah, so it was. It was then that I was like, "Oh, damn, this is so cool." I guess that's why I gravitate towards uh, making songs, uh, recording okay. songs. Although my my methods have been uh, described as severely traditional, and uh, overly, I don't know what you can say. I, I, some people describe me as an old man when I when I tell them I I don't want to digitize everything. Well, yeah, you yeah, have
0: so, uh, you have a good taste in that case.
1: Yeah, so. After that, you know, it was every day it was just writing, writing, writing. Of course I would have loved to to play in, you know, I guess the music club or the drama club, but I did no such thing actually. I I did no music in school. I never actually brought my guitar to school. I think in those years you could describe my, my music skills as absolutely uh terrible.
0: Really? Yeah, so what yeah. you sell yourself thought or did you go like music classes for No, that? no, I
1: I went for music classes uh for for well, for quite a quite a long time, from the age of twelve all the way up to I I finished at sixteen, and then I still continued on and off after that. And then when I came to to KL to study, I still continued uh unofficially like I don't go to an academy. I I learn under someone. You know, I I felt like I could never have enough of uh a, a teaching guidance. Okay. Because I was I was very used to it, but in terms of you know going out there and performing my first gig was when I was 14 years old a neighborhood gig I somehow scored a gig and I played for Verse <laughs> I played for Verse 2.0 Oh man
0: Yeah that wait, was wait, my... You say 14 and Berset 2.0 dude you're yeah. very young man
1: <laughs> Yeah so that was the first time that I actually performed for an audience not just an audience I performed for 700 people Oh, wow that wow was, Wow! It, it was absolute insanity like it was the most out of place thing that you could ever imagine like you know i guess every every rock star issue begins with some some ridiculous thing like that but i've i've done something like that and you know we'll be we, we played like what three songs uh, I, wow. I don't even really know how we got the gig it's just like word of mouth oh uh, this kid's son wants to wants to wants to perform for the intermission Uh, Okay lah, shove him on stage Let's see what he
0: can do (laughs) It
1: doesn't matter anyway Because no one's going to care Like you know We just want some noise
0: Yeah, all you need is Berset, Berset at the end of it
1: (laughs) No, I did none of that So I was like Okay lah They're going to be You I I briefed the band There's going to be people And we can play Let's do it They were all okay So we rehearsed And not knowing that That many people are going to show up Because it's like a political thing right And I don't know anything about it uh, well, well, there's a good uh, promotional ground for a good introduction I, yeah, of platform. Of course, that, that was like the first one and, and uh, I didn't really follow up after that because, you know, uh, band broke up or it's always some commitment issue. Okay. You know. And then, of course, like school graduation, my, my there, I had a friend who was going to graduate from high school. And he was like, uh, let's put a band together. Let's do a school performance. So I, I did that about two years later. Okay. And that's it like you know not not nothing very you know I'm not one of those kids that oh every weekend I go find some find some little cafe and try my luck you know I've oh, seen some okay. kids do that and and I really respect them for it you know I wish I did that but
0: Ippo's but I the think place. the drive happened for you when you moved into KL right
1: No the the, the drive was always there especially especially uh in Ipoh but I spent a lot of time writing like learning okay. how to write every single night uh I think for 2 years straight you know I I I wrote a lot of songs. I actually have it here if you want to see like the stack. Oh
0: man. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, let, let, let me let me simplify this. I I just have yeah. to ask you this. You've yeah. wrote for almost every night for the past 2 years or so and you've only released 3 tracks so far. Why is that?
1: Yeah. No, no. I I I mean that was the practice, right?
0: Oh. Uh, not okay, not okay. for the
1: past 2 years. For the past 2 years I've been doing a lot of other things that are uh, not necessarily songwriting related, but uh, okay. you know when, when when I was younger, you're talking about the like the origin story, right? The origin story was pen and paper. There was a lot of doing that, not so much performance. I was still kind of like chipping wood, learning how to do okay. things. Uh, you know, musically speaking, I was not there at all. I had to I had to battle a lot of uh, you know like there's always this 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 talk of you know within the, the guitarist market oh you know this kid you know like he sucks. So, there's, there's oh, a lot okay. of that to battle with. So, eventually, I was like, okay, I'll I'll aim for the long run, you know, because I, I can't do the things that the kids did then, you know. They, okay. they, could, they could essentially shred and all these things. I couldn't do any of that. So, I was like, I, I have to play my own game and I really want to write songs. So, I taught myself how to write songs every day for like at least two years. So, okay. the routine is like this, you know, nine o'clock, wait for the parents to go to sleep, go downstairs, Steal <laughs> steal,
0: a, steal a beer from the fridge. Go back oh, man. upstairs,
1: chuck the beer, get your pen, get your paper, write something.
0: Nice. But your yeah, family were so, encouraging uh, when, when it comes to music, right? Were they? Uh, I was like, dude, get a real job.
1: Uh, it's kind of in between. Like, I don't want to say like one thing or the other. I would say that uh, obviously it was not, at, especially in the beginning, it was not uh, something that they encouraged mm-hmm. because of the whole, you know, the whole get a real job kind of thing. Okay. But I guess after, after a long time, they, they realize like, you know nothing's going to sway me. Because I already invested so much time and so much effort. It's not an easy thing teaching yourself
0: how yeah. to write songs, man. I admire that. I, I, I'm the kind of person who uh, I spent my entire career talking to musicians. And uh, I've always admired every single thing. The only Like I've told this a million times before, the only thing I can play is a CD player. <laughs> and a DVD player, so I've always admired people who actually took the initiative to take the pick up the guitar and learn how to how uh, to play that Attend classes or any any of those sort of things. And uh, I also admire people who can sing because I can't sing to save my life. So I'm always well, jealous, like another way.
1: I guess for most of us, we start there, you know, and it's the realization that we don't want to, you know, we don't want to suck forever. That's okay. the biggest motivation. I I mean I don't I guess I don't speak for all the musicians, but. That definitely is my case, you know. I was never a trained singer, or uh, or a, or, a, or a trained writer, but uh, it it eventually, you know, the practice pays off, like, like you said, I I think it reflects in the singles that I have released. There's yeah, it I, is. Yeah, there, there's a lot that I definitely uh, uh, consider when I record something or when I write something. There's a, there's a, there's an entire process.
0: Ah, nice. And uh, well, speaking of your music itself, uh, I mean, after writing, I uh, spending hours or days of uh coming up with tracks and all deciding your sound of course there must be a reason uh when you want to decide that this is the kind of tone i want to go to this is the kind of genre or this is how i'm going to write you must have had some good influences uh throughout the years because i love your your track i love your singles so i'm, I'm guessing that uh, you had some good influence uh, in terms of who inspired you to write this kind of stuff and man who were they
1: yeah that Uh, definitely uh, the influences always play a big role in how how we produce things so for me uh, there's you know i think i guess i I spoke of this before and those who know me know like jimi hendrix is like the number one guy as far as composition goes as far as technicality goes and as far as the whole you know you want to go like you want to rock but at the same time you want to have that soul because sometimes in that genre uh that can be sacrificed a bit you know the soul can be sacrificed a bit so I always keep him in mind uh, especially I think after turning 19 okay uh, you know I really started to appreciate more and more like I, every guitarist I've heard of Jimi Hendrix when you when you go to a, a school or when you open up a, a rock syllabus or even if you walk into a, a music studio his picture is going to be seen somehow his, his music is going to be heard somehow so uh I guess it was when I turned nineteen that i i start really started to appreciate what he was doing with the guitar and i i I really got obsessed I really wanted to know what the secret was so every day was a, a reason to to try and understand what he was doing with the guitar because it's very unique he he played guitar like piano okay essentially yeah, true for, yeah for those who who uh, are not super well versed with musical terms the the shortest way to say is that he played guitar like a piano while maintaining a rock sort of uh, 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 attitude. The attitude of a rocker, but the soul of a blues musician and the mind of a, a futurist, you know? Because what he was doing, I believe in his time, he was a bit ahead of his time, not really that a little bit. I think he was quite ahead of his time. Yeah, until, very I,
0: much.
1: I, I'd argue until today, not many or no one at all actually pulled off what he did. It was very unique that way. So I spent the better part of two or three years every day just being obsessive about his work.
0: Yeah, because during that era, a lot of people, a lot of bands were influenced with the uh, blues. Uh, Even if you take uh, Led Zeppelin himself, Robert Plant way back then, he was a blues singer. Uh, If you take, uh, I mean, of course, who's that guy again? Oh, man. Uh, this is the part that I always mess up, trying to recall the names. In fact, uh, Jimmy Page also he had a lot of blues influences going there. Uh, Days from the Birds and many other bands. Blues were the uh, foundation of many of the rock band tracks that you hear from the 60s, 70s and uh, till the present thing. So they had the roots in that, which means it was more melodic. And we had more uh, right arrangements instead of just the four chords or three chords or whichever you want to call it in technical terms. lah. Like. That's how I like to look at it from the the influences of those uh, musicians way back in the day.
1: Historically speaking, uh, in in contemporary music, so I guess uh, music that existed from now until maybe the early 1900s, everything was somehow rooted back to the blues uh, Yeah. because of its simplicity. And uh, I don't know, it's just one of those things that it's small enough, but powerful enough that it starts influencing and evolving over time. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, even in music college we, we had to learn like the significance of, of uh, blues music and all that so the, I think the 60s was that era that definitely uh, you know people were really creating it was the most creative yeah. era you know, and then it, it evolved was the era yeah it evolved and you know so Hendrix is definitely one of my influences
0: you I want think. to see one of the best evolving artists or a singer um, you know Ronnie James the idea right uh, who is that uh, Dio. Dio. Ronnie James Dio? Oh, Dio. Yeah, Dio. Yes. I'm yes. uh, trying to look for his stuff from the 50s and 60s, or 60s to be more precise. You'll be surprised. I'll try to share that there if I could. You see the stuff that he sang back there, and you listen to the stuff that his last tracks, you'll be surprised to know that, how did this turn into that, you know? Evolution, man. But this evolution was uh, totally and, out and, of this world. But. And sometimes a uh, spiritual revelation. Yeah, you never know, man. But this, this <laughs> yeah. one... It'll ca- catch you by surprise. I'll try to send you the link whenever I can. I'll uh, try to do that. But yes, uh, sure. anyway, uh, in terms of lyric, uh, lyrics in your songwriting, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. there's always something, the story behind everything that anybody writes. It's not just for the sake of writing. It's not just I'm going to pen things down, just for the mood, uh, This yeah. to look at whatever's happening. It's that there must be a particular reason in that. And you had uh, okay, to be more, to simplify things, uh, three tracks that you've released on Spotify uh, which you're talking about, 30 Days, which is a demo track. And then in 2018, you had Helios. And of course, the re- most recent one in 2020 was Heal. All these yep. songs, if you pay, pay close attention to it, it sounds very deep. And to a certain extent, I could say is a little dark also, if you really pay close attention to the lyrics. So I just need to find out what was it all about?
1: Well, I'm, I, I guess I'm glad you paid attention because uh, sometimes lyrics are taken a little bit too much for granted. Yes Yeah so Well uh, It's true It definitely comes from somewhere It's a bit dark uh, I think When I When when I was Writing the lyrics For Any of the songs I feel like I've come to a point where If you're going to write something Even if you don't Even if you don't really know What it means Because there are lyrics to some songs That I Until today I really don't know What it means Yes But I'm the one who wrote it right So I guess it has to come from Some place like, And Ironically, uh, if it's, I guess it still ties into the topic of influences, uh, that I learned from a very famous pop star, by the name of Taylor Swift. Oh,
0: yeah. I was I was thinking you were going to talk about Eddie Vedder or something like that.
1: <laughs> no, I know it, it because yeah, I I have people have drawn that uh, comparison before. Like there's some uh, there's some '90s grunge or post yeah. Or Someone said that it reminds them of Audio Slave. Others re- says it reminds them of this other band called Blind Melon or something. So it's yes. got it's got that '90s influence to it. But uh, the the truth is, like I said when I was learning on my own, I went through her entire discography. Okay. Like entirely up to that point like because she didn't release that many albums. And one of the things that captivated me about her art, although you know, it's a polarizing topic, right? She's a very polarizing topic, but I will, I w- I will defend and I will say this: politics aside, that girl knows how to write lyrics. She knows how to write a story, and it it draws a lot from country music writing. It's always a diary. Yeah. So when I when I when I came across that, I was like, we can use this. And uh, you know, what she's doing is she's talking about breakups, lah. Well, I don't know anything much about breakups, but I I do know about heartbreak. I do know about not feeling right. I, I do know the struggle of being a, a, a musician and not being widely ac- accepted. Uh, I do know what it is to be a teenager with suicide ideation. Okay. And I do, I do know to a certain extent of the evils of the world. And there's there's so many things that, that I could speak about. I just had to learn how to write it. So in writing, most of the time, uh, a lot of it isn't happy things. Okay. So, like, uh, well, maybe we go one by one. You know, when I wrote Helios, that was the earliest of my release. Okay. Uh, that was, I uh, perhaps one of the 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 most struggling periods of my life. So, it, I I just wanted to write a poem that depicted how everything was gloomy clouds, and I might not see the end. You know that kind of thing. So I I I wrote it in that in in that in that style. And so, uh, it's kind of poetic and it's kind of directionless. And I liked, I liked it that way lah. So, con- contrasting to my personality when, when, you know, when people see me, I guess, uh, the songs are a bit more uh, withdrawn. They're not so upbeat that way. And that's, that's how it is lah. Uh, Helios is, is a song about not feeling alright. And I guess in the end saying that, you know what, screw it, fuck it if you want to do this, just do it. If you want to, if you want to do that, just do that. And at the end of the day, you're really going to die. So just do whatever you just want. Just do it. And right? Yeah. Grow, when you grow all grow a farm and, and just die in the farm, you know, that's, <laughs> that's just, that's just what I, I was like. I, I, I built the, the music first, right? This is one of those things, the music came first. I just didn't know what, how to weave the lyrics in. So I just, I just, I wrote so many drafts of it. And in the end, I, I, I that story is like very simple I I went to Australia with my mom because I thought I was going to study there and I was really tired from the the whole airplane trip when I landed there was this minibus waiting for us I was already on my way to be falling asleep little ray of sun hit my hand and uh, that was that's what started the the new draft I was like sunlight creeping in as I fall asleep sunlight creeping in as I fall asleep and everything else was history so I was like how do I end the song yeah do whatever you want do all the drugs you want to do, fornicate as long as you want, grow a farm and be happy when you're done. Okay, <laughs> done. Yeah, so that's how I did it. I was like, okay, I'll settle.
0: Well, that, that's Helios, but uh, after that you come up with a track called Heal. Is that a follow-up to the Helios? Or is yes. it like a completely different thing altogether?
1: No, uh, these songs were more or less written within the same uh, time period, uh, okay. except for, uh, I mean, more or less, like I I wanted them to sound musically, uh, uh, they, I, want, I wanted them to fit, Musically. So, heel is kind of like Helios' uh, brother, so to speak. Okay. Because uh, at that time when I released Helios, I thought that, you know, that was it. <laughs> I cannot write anymore anything that, <laughs> com- that could compare to this kind of a composition. Because I really like the way it sounds and I, I like the feel, I like the lyrics. So, I thought like I've exhausted all my creative energy into one song and that's it. But heel came along soon after, about one or two years later. And I would say that it's a very close match. So it's like one and one was the angry younger brother and one was the angry older brother.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: so that, that one... Heel, uh, yeah. Go, go sorry, on.
0: but I'm a bit puzzled with this... Ar- Uh, Don't get me wrong on this one, yeah? I've seen someone of uh, your age. uh, Pretty much uh, a lot of musicians have written as such, expressing how the emotional status they are in at this particular age when you have a whole long life uh, to experience. It's way more than that, in fact, as a matter of fact. But... um, Writing these songs, a uh, sort of songs, and uh, expressing it towards uh, these kind of music or this kind of lyrics, does it really help in your emotional state? Or is it like, it's like oh, no, I'm just going to keep on writing. This. this is how I continue to feel. Um, this is how I'm going to go on with it because it's, that's how it makes me feel. Is that it? Or is it like you keep changing?
1: Uh, well, to be very honest with you, uh, my case is, is more like I want to write what I feel. And mm-hmm. in 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 that phase of life, you just want you you're always gonna write about those things. Like I mean, I believe out there there are a select few bands or a select few artists out there who, will... you know, their entire career is based on depressing stuff. Like, uh, oh, yeah. like one I know is City and Colour. I think that guy is like, you know, he's always writing about emo stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the other one that I know is. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, it's Bayside. It's this New York rock band, right? Uh, I really like Bayside. It's I think their whole discography is like emo stuff, you know?
0: I think because maybe they write it in such a way because it connects with the people? Perhaps, perhaps. But for me, um, that that period
1: has, has come to an end already. Okay. Uh, not because of writing. You know, I'm I definitely not going to write like, oh, I'm going to write this forever because... I'm going to feel sad forever. I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe anything lasts forever. Uh, it's just that the stuff that I release is, is all backlog stuff. So, uh, Okay. Yeah. I'm.
0: I'm so I'm the, very, from that phase uh, of your life. Le.
1: Yeah. So does it help to, you know, I guess, vent or release like that? I don't think so. I think okay. the writing part for me doesn't help at all. It's just every day is just a reminder of like, oh, you no, know, that happened. Or this happened, and and that's not a good thing. It doesn't help, but the performing part does. Ah. Yeah. So when I bring it out to people, when I I go up on, you know, whatever stage, big, small, medium, or an open mic, like in 2018, I did the open mic very religiously, religiously twice a week, you know. Now that really helped. The writing alone is just... I think equally as depressing as the feeling itself. <laughs> so it's like if the only person you sing it to is yourself, like oh, okay, that's really terrible.
0: I could imagine, and, man. I could imagine yeah. that.
1: And I think it's uh, if you if you if you say like you know that there are other musicians in in my age group who feel the same way. I think we do. I think we have a lot of. Uh, there's a lot to feel terrible about, la Nev. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. Really? Yeah. There's yeah. There's 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 this whole. You know, there's parental pressure, there's societal pressure, and then there is the musicianship pressure because a lot of us, we want the same thing. We want the recognition. Uh, You know, some of us dream of making it, like, as big as can be
0: or whatever it is so that we're, we're at a very weird time where... Elvis. I always get into this guy this these sort of conversations i tend to argue with a lot of people at this part because the most common um, common thoughts or people start stereotyping is say like, oh you're young you still got a long way to go so you don't know anything about problems there's more to come and all but i kind of like uh, i like to look at it as uh, the challenges that you have compared to people like someone of my age and when i was somewhere in your age it is totally different. The challenges there, the obstacles we face, uh, it's completely different. So you can't really say that, oh, there's more to come. You're still young and all because it is different. It's very different. It's two different sets of problems that uh, the, uh, gen- gen- the generation has faced, man. Yeah, That's how I like mean, to look at it.
1: In, in, it, it. There is a point,
0: you know, to say that
1: you've got a long way to go. And that is a reality. There is a, a long road ahead. And that has always been the reality. But, you know, when you're here in the now and you're you're thinking about the past, present and the future, that's a lot of pressure, you know? So, yeah. And I mean, everything is accelerated now. Yes. Everything is going so fast. And competitive too. Yeah. It is this internet thing going on. And that everyone now has, every Tom, Dick and Harry has a degree the yes. degree
0: today is already so, uh, I don't know, it's everyone like, has it's it. It's like, yet. I don't know, I kind of look at it like degrees are now like certificate levels. You need yeah. to have a master's and PhD in order yeah. to be equivalent to a degree. And that's only because of the way things have shifted. It's come to a
1: point where, you know, everyone wants to have something. Everyone needs to have something. It's it's a, it's a commonplace thing already, right? Like, uh, you know, like, like you said, degrees are now like certificate level things. So... The competition is higher. There are a lot more creatives as compared to maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Things are are, are really harder. Of course, someone who is older can look down and say, oh, you're just being a a wuss. You're just complaining. You're making excuses. But sometimes that's not the case. I mean, definitely, I'm telling you, I've met people my age who I don't understand how they got to where they are. They're not doing anything, you know. (laughs) There are are cases like that. I'm not going to generalize. I don't speak for everyone. I speak for myself. But the struggle that I've always had has been revolving around music. I've been crazy about it for a decade now. I've been trying to to write and push myself out there as often as I can. So the struggle has always been a very cyclical. uh, It starts with an ambition. It goes into a struggle. You can't get it because you don't know how to get it then you write some silly song and you try to put it out and it goes again and again and again. So that has been the, the revolving door for a long time. So that's the reason why a lot of the things, the material that I write has that, uh, that you know, I guess you can say that whole audio slave, Chris Cornell type of...
0: Uh, that explains it.
1: Yeah, because I think as a person, he would have gone through the same thing and maybe he never left it, God rest his soul. Maybe he never left it because... The truth about staying in a cycle like that is sometimes you really forget where you where where you are you know you're always lost in uh your own world uh, let's just put it that you're lost in your own struggles that sometimes you forget that you've made such a big leap from where you when you where you began like if i look back 10 years ago i was uh you know 15 years old i barely had one usable song i could barely memorize my scales on the guitar i had a voice that sounded worse than elvin and the chipmunks i i looked like i really looked like someone who just came out of a cartoon (laughs) you know so where i am today compared to 10 years ago it has been a big leap and there are days i just fail to remind myself that so it always keeps you in this weird cycle so
0: lyrics also come out one kind like I guess yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I see. But, okay, there, there wasn't a cycle, but right now I think you have uh, learned that the, whatever experiences that you had has just helped you a little more uh, to f- set the path for your next step or rather your your upcoming music or maybe your mm. your sense of directions and also uh, where are you right now with that because in the past of course you've been playing from 2018 uh, rigorous, uh, rigorously and uh, of course 2019 I'm, pretty, I'm guessing also it was a pretty uh, strong year for you 2020 everybody had slammed the brakes yeah. and uh, you know that's that's miserable indeed so but that gave the opportunity for a lot of people to uh, reinvent themselves and also to learn more and to come up with more options and uh, to kick it off again. Like I say, now, the end of 2021, I think things are looking up a little bit right now with some gigs and um, shows and uh, other things that's happening. So how, how are you with that situation right now?
1: Well, uh, the truth is, uh, ever since the, the pandemic began, ever since the lockdown began, you know, like you said, everyone slammed the brakes. So... You know, I also had to change jobs. I became a, a a guitar instructor. You know, just to make the bread, just to pay the bills, just keep the dream going, right? Keep the grind and all that, as uh, people in in our industry like to say, hustler. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit eye opening, and you start to see things differently. So musically, I would say I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to write the way I do. It's just I I will continue doing what I do. You know, whatever I feel I will write, uh, dark or light, it doesn't really matter. But what I would like to to try to accomplish in the future projects is definitely more creative stuff. You know, I want to, uh, well, how should I put? I want to create things that uh, maybe don't sound so common. I want to okay. be a bit more witty with my words rather than just nice. uh, just venting you know I just uh, I, I, I love like, lyricists yeah, like that I, 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 I think the challenge that I put forth for myself uh, you know in the upcoming few singles is that uh, I want to do more social commentary like, I don't want it to be so introspective all the time because everything I've written so far has always been uh, what existed in my mind and how I felt so maybe moving forward I'd like to I'd like to comment on uh, what I feel, we we are like, because for me, I I hold a personal opinion that uh, human beings are both funny and tragic. Uh, you know, we, we live yeah, we live in a time where we are all ironic. You know, like uh, a person can can go to McDonald's and eat all that junk food, and look to their neighbor and say smoking kills. Yes, I know that. Yeah, so, I know that feeling. So, yeah, we, we we live in a time where this is so revealed because of social media. Like, I, irony is everywhere and everyone is stubborn, regardless of whether they want to admit it or not. And that's a whole lot to go with, you know. Uh, I think in the 70s, Pink Floyd did a hell of a job commenting about money, commenting about mortality, uh commenting about uh, mental sickness so i feel like that is a very good place to start digging back up you know the material vetting through it getting inspired by it and you know giving it a new twist because we got social media now we got tiktok uh, we got youtube and we got this influencer culture i have a lot to say about these these things and perhaps it is time to to chisel away in the studio some sometime
0: soon, hopefully. I'll look forward for that, man. I'll definitely look forward for that. There's something yeah. that you need to have, a little fresh vibe on the music, lyr- lyrically. Oh my, my gosh, my words are all stumbling. Uh, do excuse me, I've been pretty stuck right now. Uh, in terms of lyrics, I just love lyrics that matters a lot. I, I'm the kind of guy who pays a lot of attention to the lyrics because the song, the words paint a thousand pictures. So yeah, that's it's what it. it's not just about the music. I like, can just have one snare that's going on for the entire song, but if the lyrics are right, you'll enjoy it most, man. That's why I was yeah. more into that uh, '90s vibe. Vibe. I mean, jams like Pearl Jam's, like what do you say, Audio Slave. Uh, even the '70s, uh, '60s, uh, '80s were also there. You know, we had some lyrics. '80s pop culture kind of ruined it, but uh, you still had some good bands with some good lyrics who were there. It's like you know, when you listen to something metaphorically, like from, for example, like Sting. You know, police and all, everything had different meanings to it. It's just how you choose to interpret the the song. Those kind of things I kind of like a lot when it comes to songs.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I you know, I, I like listening to music from that era because it, it has a lot of consideration for, for everything, you know, not just the music, not just the production, not just the feel, but the lyrics. It's, it's all like one big package. And uh, I think back then people bought the vinyls or the CDs and those things are in of itself are pieces of artwork where whereas, you know, not to not to not to shit on the people today, but that is not always the dominance, you know. Yeah. Like uh, the, the, the pop music scene isn't always. So nowadays when I listen to, to Top 40s, right, if there's something just remotely redeemable for me, a good set of lyrics, a good groove, I'll be like, my faith is restored in radio.
0: <laughs> so like uh, you know, when, when- The problem when is Billy, marketing.
1: I mean, we live in a, we live in a business-ridden world. Right? Yeah. We can't run away from that. So when I, when I heard Billie Eilish on the radio, I was really, really happy. Like I was extremely happy because, uh, although another polarizing subject, uh, there's a lot of consideration on all parts, and that's what I look for in music. You see, it doesn't matter what kind of genre you like. I don't think the genres were were, were the problem. I think it's the way that you you handle the music, the way that you push it out. You know, weird weird art like David Bowie or, or weirder. You know, they have they have they have created masterpieces. Although it's not always very uh. uh Listenable sometimes,
0: but the respect for it. But I think I, it's also about people's options because you're so, like I said earlier in our conversations, I think before we went on air, everybody has a single track minds like, okay, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. You know, you're so used to that. But uh, for me, uh, being in my industry, the, I talk to people a lot. Uh, I uh, talk to musicians. I talk to listeners. I do my own surveys. And I've noticed one thing that it's not everybody who's uh, into that so-called uh trend or whatever you want to call it, the, the culture, they have the individual choices. It's just that when he comes in a big group, oh, yes, I'd like to listen to this. But then again, when you find out their individual taste, it's completely different. So it's just that how it's being popularized on radio and TV doesn't really matter anymore. It's like you see more, some of the strikes, if you look at the charts, songs that you thought that uh, wouldn't even make it on the radio are the ones that are one of the best sellers. And, uh, you know, it happens from time to time. Like, say, for example, you take a chance, was it Chance? I can't remember, one of the rappers, uh, he wrote some good stuff many years ago, but uh, he, it wasn't popular, it didn't really hit um, the the market and so on. He appeared on one of the mm-hmm. programs called Versus, and poof, the song became number one. So it's just that the right time, right place, and uh, sending it out to the right people, that's all that matters. Once you get it out there, and the rest is history, man. That's how I, I like to look at it. Uh, labels yeah. and how they, at the A&P, they have their own methods of doing it, but... Uh, it doesn't matter if a person likes your music, everybody will just tune into it man that's how I like to look this is how I've seen it for the past uh, 20, twenty twenty five years uh being oh, in the business definitely i i i i i believe
1: that plays a a massive part so yeah it's just for me as a creator or someone who both consumes and tries to create uh my i the way I see it is just i gotta i gotta pay my homage and i i gotta respect what I do you know I don't always see it around, even if it's the, if it's the big pop stuff or what. And I, I I'd i like to see more appreciation for the craft. That's, that's, yeah. that's for me, that's the, the, the number one thing, you know, even if you sound like a rat and uh, even if you can't hold a pitch or a, or a groove <laughs> for that matter. But, you know, I've, I've, as a teacher, like, I've seen kids, you know, they're not developed like the way some of us are like, they're not there yet. They're still young, but can can you imagine someone playing out of time but with so much heart and soul, and not even holding anything
0: steady? Now that's music to me. It's an expression, and it deserves respect. I believe in that very much. I'm a deep believer in that concept itself. That's how, uh, like I said in my career, that's what I've been doing for many many years. It's like I I always believe this. It doesn't matter if the person is bad when it's brand new. There's always room for improvement. As long as there's encouragement and whatever he or she does. And, uh, because I've had bands, trust me, when the first day came out, uh, during my radio days, I used to have a chat with them and everybody's like, dude, you're crazy or what this guy suck, man. And then if you fast forward a few years later, they're making it on the award shows and, uh, you know, they're doing it, they're doing it pretty well. So, that's how it is, it's, it's just matter of time. It's just being the right place, right time. And with the right encouragement, everything goes well, man. But we spoke about your lyrics And uh, your I mean other feel Of the near future But I'm just curious About your music Mm -hmm. Writing your songs And uh, I mean Musically uh, Are you Doing it alone Or do you have uh, Friends who's just Chipping in and uh, Helping out with the songs And uh, musically Uh,
1: Most of the time I I write it alone It starts Hmm. alone At the very least It starts alone But by the time It it gets into recording uh, It will definitely be A more collaborative effort like the struggle is always going to be with the drummer. Okay. Yeah, because uh you need to find a drummer. So if you're lucky, you can find one and uh he'll do a good job. If not, maybe you have to think about it again. So the story is for Helios, I actually did the drums myself at first. Uh like the entire thing was was 100% me. I went to my friend's house where he has the, it's the same guy, like, you know, the the one when I started when I was 14. He had a drum kit. I was like, okay, just hook up the thing. Let me let me lay down a groove. Uh, I'm gonna do my best. I'm not a drummer, but I just want to do this on my own because I've got the creative thing. I mean, it's not a, it's not hard. The groove isn't hard, but it was at a point where I I don't want to go find people, and I I don't want to get into any disagreements. So it's better to just do it yourself. So I sat on the drum kit. I knocked out some some groove. He recorded it. I played the bass. I, I did the singing, I played the guitar, I planned the others, you know, one or two extra tracks. And by the time we hit the studio, I asked a friend who plays drums, I'm like, just do exactly this and he did exactly that. Because when you hit the studio, I I, I don't want to be the one fiddling around. Like, like you know, you want to okay. get it nice, you want to get it done. Just get someone who's more experienced and uh, try to tell him what to do. If he listens good, if he doesn't, hopefully things go well. We see at the end of the show, you know, that kind of thing. Nice. So for, for Helios, is definitely... Uh, I would say it's a 90%. I was the producer and the writer and everything for Heal. Uh, I had the idea, I communicated it to the drummer and he did a very good job. So that was that. I did the bass for Heal. I believe yeah, I did the bass. Wasn't my best job but you know, safe kosla.
0: You're beginning to sound like Prince, man. You play the guitar, you play the bass, you yeah, play the drums. Actually, <laughs> uh I, i'm not i'm not great at it but uh i'd like to think uh he is one
1: of my heroes at the end of the day like both musically and visually my god that guy had style yeah, that guy's
0: a genius man
1: yeah so we know when when my when friend told me about about that about the fact that he played a lot of instruments especially i I don't know, there was a rumor. I'm not, I cannot verify this. Apparently at one point he got so fed up with his band, he fired everyone and he did everything himself. <laughs> and I said-
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. He's, he's a perfectionist. Yeah. So I said to myself, like, I really
1: relate to what he did because I feel like doing that right now. <laughs> like you, all you need to do is let me sleep in the studio where there's all the instruments. You give me one month, I will come up with some record, man. Nice. Because there, there are times that I just want to do that it's like I don't want to do any work I just want to just, I just wanna make music I wanna, man. no I want to die in the studio and die <laughs> m- and die making my record right that's <laughs> at the end of the day I am that extreme I just want to die in the studio or die on a
0: stage but I I, I need that record man I need there is a dream man. there is a dream uh, yeah, hey, that I would do anything is possible not the dying part but uh, doing all the music thingy yeah
1: yeah, yeah. so I mean but, of course, take it slow for now, you know. There are ways yeah. to do it without
0: being, uh, without being prince about it. Well, I think, I think with technology these days, I think that shouldn't be a problem. Right? It's just a matter of time just figuring it out and uh, doing it yourself, setting up your own studios and uh, you know, little things like that. Because I know a couple of guys who did that. It's just like, first they, they were exactly like you. It's like they said, no, I want to be in the studio, I want to do this. And, uh, but later on, they started uh, learning the, t- the trade and uh, the improvising on things and before you know it the whole home has turned into a studio man so yeah, yeah. anything's possible man
1: yeah yeah I, I know i know but uh well i'm not there yet i hope to be there so yeah, it's just a matter uh, of time you know that one uh like i said for heel i i did the bass not my cleanest job uh i don't even have a bass guitar uh yeah i don't <laughs> i and then for uh 30 days that was actually a, a a full collaboration That demo uh, We just chucked it On the studio So that's why It was a demo That was with uh, uh, An uh, You know An, an old, older bandmate the, the band doesn't exist anymore So that was the only Kind of thing that That existed From that period of time And the latest one Which is The River
0: Yes I'm so about to talk about that
1: Yeah Will be a A, a full on I think I only did The guitar and the bass Everything else I, I left for the percussionist To do lah
0: Okay, let's okay, talk so about that, River a little bit here. Uh, yeah, There's sure. one thing I wanted to wrap the show with, uh, which was the River, we heard the track on AEW Sessions, uh, you performed that track, right? Yes. Did you? Yeah, you did. I have. Okay, I have. So, so let's talk a little bit more about River, what is River all about, who is uh, behind the, uh, the track, uh, details on that, because uh, I know you're going to release it next year, and, but we're going to play it on this particular show in a bit yeah, from yeah. now. So let's talk about River Fest.
1: Yeah, the river is... Uh, remember how I said as a lyricist I wanted to sound a bit more witty or, you know, yes. go that direction? So this was one of the first ever experiments with trying to sound smart. Ah. Uh, yeah, okay. so the river is is my best attempt at trying to sound smart. Uh, it's got a more reggae base to it, a uh, more reggae type, uh, you know, the, the foundations of, of the reggae genre. Of course, but knowing you know me, I, I don't like to stick to a singular genre I like to keep things mixed up so with The River it's well one the reggae thing going on some blues and then you have witty lyrics that like I said I don't, I don't know what it means until today like some <laughs> of my friends some of my friends heard it you know, uh, they like they like it so much they they claim to have found the meaning of the song Okay, uh, citing you know it's a oh, light at the end of the tunnel thing and I'm like Hey, man, whatever gets you going, because the truth is, I haven't figured it out. <laughs> to, to me, it's all, about, it's all about playing opposites, right? Like, I, okay. I open up with the phrase, take me down to the river so I could be baptized. I know I'm okay. only a sinner, but I can still be purified. And in the next verse, I say, take me up to the jungle trees and dress me up with leaves. You know, it's more of a visual thing.
0: Okay. Uh, any yeah, plans so- for the music video for this one?
1: Yeah, I do, I do we, we are definitely going to chuck it out by next year lah, Sometime next year So right. I'm planning to release the music video uh, I mean the, the lyric video first Sometime uh, next year Very likely at the end of January
0: Oh, okay, that's good That's yeah, not very far away
1: Yeah, it's not really, I haven't locked down the dates lah. I don't want to like, you know, make uh, contract promises Okay But uh, the river's coming out next year and I'm going to huh. try to put it in as many places as I
0: can. You know, just get more attention with it. Nice. Because uh, my, let my me know output, where yeah, My output is very slow. Yeah, I can. You just let me know. i will try to spread the word around for you. And, uh, well, uh, the reason why I wanted to play the song at the very end of this particular show, you know, once you start releasing it officially, uh, YouTube or Spotify, you know, this yeah. mute this entire podcast just because one particular song was in between. So I just want to save it till the end of it. And uh, river is the track That they're going to listen to In a bit from now And uh, first and foremost uh, Sorry uh, I got to thank you Jay For coming on board This has been a very uh, Different podcast Throughout the year man I haven't had a conversation Like this This was pretty deep And emotional Usually it's all about Banthies and laughters, But this time I kind of like this conversation I kind of enjoyed this very much I kind of get see a, a different side of a musician uh, For a change man yeah, It, it is nice I enjoyed it very much dude. well? Is, is it really that true That you don't You, you haven't spoke spoke like this in a while yeah it depends i do have certain shows i do but uh, i kind of lose track of time so have i have i i don't know i did i did i did one or two but uh, on a different angle altogether ah well welcome to I my don't... world man yes it's nice it's nice uh different people different characters different colors that's how i like to look at it everybody has their own story to tell and uh, journey a different part to take so today we'll discover more about jay Ivaness. Which is kind of interesting because me. because this way I kind of have the urge to listen to more of your music based mm-hmm. on the conversation I had um, with you. So I just want to know more about your songs in the future, man.
1: Yeah, I guess stay tuned, you know. Just uh, wish, me, wish me the best. Yes, so keep, of course. Definitely. You know, I could keep making uh, making music. Like the, the problem with the, the independent thing is that because it's independent, yes. you, know, you kind of have to do it yourself and,
0: you know, it's not so fun. Ah, that's the best part. Uh, actually, I kind of like that way, that thing because it's not fun, but then again, it is a good uh, teacher. That's how I like to put it. Uh, you learn I'm things better. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Jay, once again, thank you so much, so, so much for coming on board. Uh, maybe be sure to follow Jay on uh, social media, of course, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, YouTube. I'm going to post all the links available on the webpage. Uh, you can check it out for yourselves. And uh, uh, is there anything else before I bring in the song? And uh, is there anything else uh-huh. to share with your listeners? No, no. Thank you for having me. Thank you for inviting me on the show. It's been a pleasure. It's yes, been, man. And uh, well, in advance, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas to you too. Thank you very much. And of course, to wrap up the show, uh, this uh, for this particular episode, here's the drag from Jay Ivaness, and a brand new one coming up next year for 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, The River.